Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Caught Offside with Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. Oh, yes. Caught Offside from a rainy, rainy suburb of New York City and from probably an equally as rainy Brooklyn, New York. Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. But it's all sunshine in the U.S. tonight. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, man. How's it going? That was, uh, that was an interesting game, uh, which began as a pretty bad game. I thought that first first half and most of the second half, it was two teams who knew how soccer is to be played, but had no idea how to score goals or be in any ways incisive. Yeah. And then it kind of burst open and uh, pretty pretty thrilling and interesting uh, extra time and uh, and penalties. Oh man, what a game. Like what a what an absolutely exhilarating final 30 minutes or so 38 minutes or so to this game if you had told me i mean everything you said there is true like uh, i saw near the end of this before penalties at stars and stripes fc tweeted this match is on bath salts and if you had told me (laughs) in like the 80th minute or so that that tweet was going to get used at some point during this game i would have said huh what what is about to happen i mean Um, it was was wild it it was just for the I'll speak about the the first half in particular. I I tweeted out, uh, you know, has anything happened in this game actually? And and uh, I tweeted it for tweeted in the second half. Um, I said, has there been an honest to goodness clear chance in this game yet? Maybe Busio just there. Otherwise, I don't know. And everyone was like. Richard's opponent. No, I honestly don't think there has. Pretty much just that one. Being a choppy, ugly game. Milton. Uh, Zeds. Denoting sleep. Yawn emoji from uh, Billy. John. No, no, no. Like it was, it was bad. Yeah. And I think the thing for me about the US, and and it, it, it hasn't changed uh, 
despite the result. The difference between the, the B squad and the A squad, but just let's speak to the B squad. Um, again, just neat and tidy footballers. Everything looks pretty good. Like, I'll give you Cade Cowell. Oh, looks like a guy. About him. Looks like a guy can beat a player. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Nice and neat. Busio, good player. Decent distribution. Like him, like him. Um, James Sands, not great, but like solid, okay. And that's kind of the whole team. No cutting edge. None whatsoever. And then they get the goal from Brandon Vasquez, 88 minute. Still think St. Clair, the, the goalkeeper, will, will, will look at that and think where the header was from, his footwork going to the left when he needed to go to the right, and the, and, and the fact he got even fingertips on it, he'll be disappointed. And he had a good game. Um, but it, it, it kind of just opened up the game then. And um, and yeah, it was, it was entertaining. Uh, a lot of these guys, Andrew, though, don't think they're going to make it. Don't think well, they're going to make it. They're not going to. When I say make it, they'll have fine careers, fine careers. MLS lower reaches of of, of clubs, but they they are clearly um, the B squad. Clearly, uh, yeah, that that is certainly true right now. Uh, I absolutely, of course, of course, I wouldn't fight you on that. But I don't know that I'm ready to pass some kind of judgment on well, all of these y- careers after this. No, like, no, no. The, there's younger players. And they definitely, they've got time to do things. I, like, I like Reynolds as a footballer. And Neil at centre-back, you know, I'm not going to say anything there. But there are some guys, and for their reputation, now maybe it's within the, the echo chamber, within the USMNT barrel that we live in, for their reputation, for a lot of the hype, and for some of the moves that they've had to Europe, I expected a heck of a lot more. Busio being one of them. That chance... He had an up and he had an up and down game. That sure. chance that falls to him, Andrew, is just and yeah. that he plays it straight at St. Clair. That is like top class players bury that. He he had some of those for sure. Um and look, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but to me that's that's just a big sweeping judgment to make after one game, and especially Um is it? Uh, yeah, yes, it is. And also the fact that like I think these tournaments, I think what the last gold cup kind of showed us was that it's not about like if you're looking at the greater U.S. picture of of American soccer, this and, tells you nothing. Well, all all this tournament is really designed to do is a, it's a tournament that you want to win. Like you have to almost just look at it like almost like the Olympics. Like it's starting to become like that. We're like, I don't mm. know what this means about American soccer, but we're in a tournament. It's fun. Let's win the. Let's win it. Like let's just win this thing. Like re- regardless of who's playing, just for just for my own enjoyment and love of of soccer in this country like i'd like to win it so you have to see it a little bit like that but i think the other thing is like how much is this tournament about american soccer as a whole versus how much is it just about okay can we identify one or two guys from this who might be able to help us when we really need it like that on the in the last gold cup what do you remember other than the fact that the u.s won in dramatic fashion you remember miles robinson you remember you know, like Kellen Acosta doing just enough to work his way into a, into a yeah. World Cup squad. Matt Turner emerging in that tournament. Maybe some people might say that tournament went a long way in getting Shaq more right or wrong onto a World Cup squad. So probably wrongly. 
that yeah that like that's all this is really designed to do from okay, the greater but, like, perspective oh, of american soccer just pick out a few guys who maybe can help at the next level right well allow me to take that to its logical conclusion say jordi mihailovic how's he feeling tonight like a guy who's had that stellar run at montreal got his uh, got his move to the eredivisie has not ripped up any trees tonight is a night to to put a stamp put your name on the game Anonymous, like poor, but uh, James Sands, the same back from Rangers, central midfield role. Uh, one horrendous horror challenge that that he got away with somehow. That it was the Canadian player was able to get up and move on. He had one horror challenge on himself, all right, that's true too. Um, but often heavy touches, passing not that great. Um, uh, Zendejas as well, another guy who, yeah, playing at a level that you expect him to be better. Didn't put his mark, his mark on the game. I'm just saying, Andrew, there's opportunity here, right? It, you know, to follow your logical conclusion there. And I'm not seeing a bunch of guys who gave me that feeling that we can take one or two of them and bring them into the senior squad and they'll be able to slot in and, and cover. I, I didn't see that tonight. Now, we can talk. The game was fun. It ended up being a fun game. But overall, like, and I'm not the only one that feels that way. Like, we, we've got a few, uh, got a few t- tweets. We've got a few... Uh, messages, Colin, he he contacted us. Are you guys even able to take something away from this team slash match outside of Matt Turner? The quality gap between whatever this is and our first 11 is miles. Honestly, shocking display, pretty poor quality all around. Would love to hear you discuss it on the pod. It was poor quality all around. The excitement is is the excitement that was inbuilt into the game. The way it worked out, yeah. But everything else, it left you kind of... I mean, if they'd gone out tonight... You wouldn't have been shocked if they'd been beaten tonight. And, and like, give me the possession stats all you want. Give me the fact they had what they had twenty three shots or something I mean, like that. I, I do that stuff does matter. Canada had two shots on target. They scored on both. Like I know, but like there was a lot of a lot of basic. The U.S. Stuff were the better. I, I firmly believe the U.S. were the better team. I think denoting better was hard in this one when when you don't carve up that many opportunities. Well, I think putting yourself in position like the U.S. They at didn't, least, though. but they were in the final third. Canada spent no time there. Yeah, that, I know, that, but quality's quality, quality, Andrew. Like, I, I don't know. I was just unimpressed by 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 this by the by the team overall. Yeah, that, that's fair. Game. Like, I'm look. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like this changes everything. Like, I, I get what you're saying. I I think you're being a little bit harsh. I, I mean, like I saw this stat from OptiJack that 11.7 is the number they they identified. The USMNT starting 11 versus Canada average is. 11.7 caps entering the match. The only times the U.S. Has, a- has named a less experienced side in a knockout match in the last 65 years was in the 2009 Gold Cup. Right, but that's, again, that that stat is meaningless. Well, it's not an experience, but but it goes further. Utterly uh, meaningless, that, though. Y- Yanks Julian Abroad Gressley- tweets out after that, just shy of 130 caps spread out across tonight's 11. Turner, ah. Miles Robinson, and Ferreira combined for half of those, so around eight caps per player for the remaining eight starters. It's not an experienced team. It's uh, Andrew, not a team Andrew, that has Andrew, played Andrew, very Andrew. much together. It's just not. Andrew. Andrew, we have an MLS one of the one of supposedly didn't he lead the league one year in assists? And Julian Gressel, he's in his early thirties. He's playing. Jesus Ferreira is is not a veteran, but he's plenty of experience up front for the senior men's team. Uh, Zendejas is playing at 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 a top level in Mexican football. Jordi Mihailovic is in Europe. James Sands has just come back from a, from a stint at Glasgow Rangers. Busio was over with Venezia. Um, like if you want to talk about Neil, they're not enough, experienced you, playing you, together. They're uh, not experienced playing international I mean, football, again, tournament football. They're just not. I, I, I don't know how many excuses not every game to make. Is, 
It's not an excuse. Like, not every game is going to be 4-0. I don't see a problem with a young team that has almost no experience playing together finding a way to grind out a win against a decent opponent in a knockout stage match of a tournament. Like, yeah, it wasn't a thing of beauty. You're right. Maybe there's a there's a chance that nothing comes out of this tournament in terms of players who want to who we can move forward with in next summer's Copa America. I don't know. But like to see this as some huge negative tonight, I, I can't get to that place. And I think that's a weak takeaway. Like I, I get what you're saying, but like I mean, you watched the game. Jesus Christ, Dyke. Yeah, yes, I did. They they weren't you know, it was not their best performance of this tournament, but like I can see positives in a team that like has not had opportunities like this before in tournament play, really overall as a, as a group to grind. I'm just playing your standard. These are some of the moments where teams kind of learn how to win in games like this. Uh, I, I mean, down late in extra time, finding a way to grind out a goal. Yeah. I, I think there's value to be taken from that. Hmm. Hmm. I, I just don't feel that way. I honestly don't. Well, I guess not. Um, I mean, going through the game, it like you said, it was a weird one. The first half was was poor. I wonder too. Uh, the assistant referee Christian Espinoza getting hurt in the first minute and being down for nine minutes. I wonder how much that does in terms of like your adrenaline is up, you're ready. The game has just started. Like <laughs> you're raring to go, and then it comes to the screeching halt for almost ten minutes. Uh, I I wonder how much that can have an impact on damaging the start of a game and the flow of a game and um, a player's ability to then like re-rev themselves back up after that. Cause it, it probably took about 20, 30 minutes after that for the game to kind of show some sort of sign of life. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give either side excuses for that one. I kind of, I, I lean on what Stu Holden said. Uh, it won't make that much of a difference. And I, I don't think it did. I think the game would have, would have played out pretty much the same way. Um, like that kind of perf- like the referee. Uh, what happened? Did he get the ball in the face? It looked like he just took it to the. I mean, it was from point blank range. Kamal Miller was trying yeah. to clear it, and he just smashed him in the side of the head. And yeah, and I he gotta exploded. believe that they were just like checking him for concussion symptoms. Okay. Um, I I assume that's what I, I don't know if there was more to it. If like hitting him there caused any whiplash, and they were checking his neck, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, there seemed to be blood in his face and his shirt. So, um, like I I. I was I, I I wasn't sure did he collide with the player first, but yeah, no, I'm not I'm not giving either side an excuse. Um I mean that would have had no bearing or impact on their ability to pass the ball or, or create chances, which was the big problem in this game for both sides for most of it. Uh yeah. From there I thought Canada was extraordinarily physical in this one. Uh lots of yellows. Richie Lorea, boy, he's an he's an annoyance. <laughs> Such an instigator. I think he um, slides into this slappable face column, as we, we discussed and as uh, got discussed on Reddit. If you want to get over to Oracott Offside from the last podcast, um, there was a slappable face segment. And I put Larea in there. I'd be quite happy to do that. Yeah, 18 fouls for Canada tonight, four yellows. That actually feels low to me. I, I'm if, if four was the over-under, I would have guessed the over. But um, I thought the referee... I mean, the big one was Cavallini on Sands. Should he have been sent off? I was fine. I, def- I was okay with that. I, I was okay with it too. I like. I mean, there's a lot of a lot to be said about angle and torque and stretching. It wasn't it wasn't hugely dangerous. Just, I would say that you know people who watch the game and haven't played and and again I'm, I don't want to preach though, but like just because studs up, like you know, doesn't automatically mean uh, that it's a terrible terrible challenge. And I think the the referee factored that into it. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I think they were physical, but they they tend to be, especially against the U.S. They're not against, afraid to put against it the U.S. Definitely, they yeah. they are always. Yeah, I think They're a hype. lot of a lot of times the the ways in the past, and I guess still, but in the past, definitely the way the U.S. would approach Mexico, like we have to earn our respect against them, we have to be sure. different and physical. I think Canada probably views those games against us much the same way, and and it shows. They muck it up. They're aggressive. They're they're in on challenges, whether they be on time or late. They they that's how they want to do it. Um, in terms of refereeing, the the big refereeing decision came near the end of the first half, where the U.S. were very fortunate, very oh, wow. fortunate to not have given away a penalty. Uh, where Miles Robinson just kind of like I know it's point blank. It's one of those handballs, but if you're gonna just kind of in the box like that with a ball in the air, sort of recklessly throw an arm out, you're you're kind of putting putting your your fate in the in the hand of god there do you think uh, in it a way- hits it but he's, he's bailed out by uh by a, a shove foul. Bambuzio. yeah by a shove that i mean indistinct yeah, that, that's probably it probably is a foul but i i do sort of think that those are plays that happen all the time that are not necessarily called i guess if a referee sees it on var it kind of makes it more difficult for him to ignore that and give a penalty um but it seemed like the kind of thing that just happens. On do you think? Do you think Andrew with um and and we'll get to Robinson again. who was caught out twice, which I mean, did, the second one that ended up actually being a penalty for the Canadian equalizer is unforgivable to me. Um, do you think we're in the position now where we had a lot of sympathy for players on these kind of calls in the box? You know, the hands coming out. I think we've gone past that now. They've got to be more aware, and they've got to be more more savvy yes and no i would say there are some where i still think good god what do you expect him to do like when jack, a guy jack just kind of has in the yeah. fa cup final i suppose yeah like when a guy just sort of like isn't doing anything unnatural with his arm he's just the arm you just it's part of your body i don't know what you're supposed to do sometimes this was one where that this was one where i did not have sympathy where i kind of thought well like what what are you doing with your arm out there you're putting yourself in a really dangerous position if that's if that's how you're going to utilize your arms in the box. Uh, and he was bailed out. He was bailed out. And so the U.S., it remained tied. A um, little bit of pushing and shoving going into the locker room. Canada trying to send, I don't know, frustrated, angry, trying to send some kind of message. The U.S. going back at them. So there was, this was this one was on edge. There was a lot of tension in this one between these two sides. Um, kind of built up for maybe a, an interesting second half, which we started to see. U.S. made a couple substitutions. The The early part of the second half looked much like the entirety of the first half. There was not much going on. And then the U.S. start making changes. Cade Cowell comes on. Um, and, boy, he had such a such a conflicting night for me. I felt in some ways... I felt in some ways like I was watching the uh, what I would often talk about with the early part of his career Vinicius where I was just like Eddie well I'm not saying he's as good as Vinicius I'm saying in in the same way that (laughs) I would see Vinicius be a part of so much of the action but have sort of like that final that final bit of class just kind of let him down and you can choose to look at that any way you want you can choose a lot of people in the early part I mean let's be honest I was in on him but we remember a lot of people at that stage of Vinicius's career said this guy is trash like, look at, like, no end product. You know, he's Keith, Keith Costigan said this, Andrew. Uh, he, he tweeted this an hour ago. Kate Cowell is still developing, but doesn't offer an end product for me. Can attack space, but beyond that is one-dimensional and erratic with final product. Understand that. Understand this Gold Cup is about looking at potential, but feel others should be ahead of him. 
It's hard not to. That's that's pretty comprehensive. Well, for me. Dep- it, I mean, it depends what you want from a player. Like you're right. Like the end product is is vitally important. And tonight, he didn't have it. Like clearly, and that cost him at times. I mean, well, for was... for an attacker like him, he's got to have it. That that is his. I know, but by the same token, he's a part. In in terms of the second half, from when he came on, it was a different game. The U.S. were way more threatening, and a lot of that was down to him. Now you can say he's you know others should be ahead of him. He doesn't have the end product. You know, let's move on. He's nineteen. Like he's nineteen. So I'll take my chances with a nineteen-year-old who was the only guy for the most part, in this game, showing initiative for the U.S. to try to get into dangerous spots. You're right. End product let him down, and it made for a very, very frustrating watch. But I'm kind of, I'm just sort of choosing to look at the positives here. Mm. And when I see a guy who's on the ball that much and causing all the danger for the U.S., I wouldn't say what Keith Costigan said there. I'd say, all right, I'm intrigued. I want to see more. Let's see if he can figure out the end product. I mean, no one else could. It's not like it was just him. No, um, that's true. So... You know, he was, like I said, he was conflicting. Um, 68th minute, U.S. with their best chance. Like you said, Gressel finds Georgi Mihalovic, who feeds Buzio, tried to kind of stab one low into the corner, not really able with that kind of shot to generate the sort of power on it that he would have liked. Such a good opening, though. It's such a good chance. Like, it yeah. falls falls perfectly for him. Canadian defender just, just nods it right into his path, and that finish was just not, not good enough. Yeah, and a good job by Dane St. Clair, too, because he gets a hand on it, but he makes sure there's no rebound as well because there were U.S. players around him. Uh, it was a good stop. You would have liked a little bit more from Buzio on that, but um, St. Clair did well with it as, as well. So it stays na- uh, nil-nil at that point, but the U.S., you could see, like you could start to feel it probably around there, 68th into the 75th, that sort of range of the game. Um, you could start to see the U.S. gaining momentum, Definitely the more dangerous side. Definitely felt like the team that were more likely to score. The 75th, Vasquez put one just wide, um, and it was building and building. And finally, sure enough, 88th, uh, the man that they were chanting for in Cincinnati comes through, Brandon Vasquez, with a perfect header on what was a great ball from Dewan Jones. Mm. Perfect all around. I mean, he just put that right on a platter. Vasquez ran right by Vittorio, uh, well-placed header. I know you thought maybe St. Clair should have done better. I don't know. That's I think that's from that distance, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll look at it again. He just kills himself with a couple of steps to the left, anticipating that the cross is going to come further. And uh, and in the end, he, he gets a couple of fingertips on it. Just just a header from that distance, from a cross from that distance, where you can see it all the way, uh, will disappoint him, definitely. Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, I'd have to look at it again to, to see about that. Um, but it felt like a goal to me where... I mean, obviously, like I said, momentum was building for the U.S., but it felt like Canada, it was just like a moment where it's like they, they just look tired, like they just run out. No one closes out Jones, so he's able to pick out that ball. Vittorio kind of falls asleep and lets Vasquez run in behind him, and you think, okay, they're like Canada's got nothing left. Like the mm. U.S., they're good now. And then you blink. I mean, you blink your eyes, and a minute later, we're going to VAR for a hand, another handball in the box, again on Miles Robinson, um, and this one is given. There is no foul on Buzio to bail him out on this one. And uh, Vittorio converts, goes right down the middle, which would be important to remember later on. Um, and Canada has tied it up. And it's just, you're kind of sitting there stunned, thinking we had this, and now there it is, taken away from him. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of recording this podcast and time, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, for God's sake. I thought we were going to talk about a 1-0, U.S. get it done, grind it out. Um, 
But again, like I, I have no sympathy for Robinson. Just none. Um, like it's, a, it's in, in this day and age, absolute stonewall penalty. Uh, the penalty is very good um, from Vittoria. And and yeah, on we go. And I, and I think um, like at that point, if you'd paid your money in Cincinnati, at least you knew then that you were getting your money's worth. 1-1 one, one going into extra time and, and, and things got interesting or, or got more interesting as the game went on and uh, and it was worth the price of admission. I guess, although I don't think they were rooting for that. I think they would have felt like they got their price. Of, look, all no, they wanted was know. they wanted Brandon Vasquez to come on. He did that. Then he scored what would have been the winner in the 88th. I think they were good. I think they were they were just fine to go home at that point and see their guy do it for them. Maybe that's me. Um, But instead, on they continue into extra time. And uh, it was Canada sort of coming out with the early opportunity in the 94th when Schaffelberg, who who came on for them and for whatever Cade Cowell was doing for the U.S. and in providing some threat, Schaffelberg was that for Canada. He played one in Jacob Russell, who found space in a dangerous spot and just such a poor finish. From him, we talk about the U.S. not having the end products for the much yeah, of the, was shocking. True for Canada as well. He was, I mean, that's got to be on frame. U.S. And to me, that was the, that was the move. Of the, that was the best move of the game down that left hand side by by Canada. Like by best move by either side. Really, really good interplay. Cuts it back. Um, and and Russell Rowe is just I I don't know he he just gets too much on it I suppose. But that that should have been a goal. Yeah, the uh, U.S. Were, were fortunate there. Second half of extra time as we continue at Schaffelberg again, and this time he scores. And he was, like I said, he was excellent, and he gets rewarded for it. Um, took a, uh, I guess, I mean, when I saw it in real time, I thought, oh, how did, like, it felt like a weird one to have gotten yeah. by Turner. Then you see the replay. It takes it takes an important deflection off of Miazga. That probably throws Turner just a bit, uh, just enough for him to not be able to to recover and keep it's, that one it's a it's a good connection miazga is caught in a position where i don't want to go and confront schaffenberg because he's going to i'm afraid he'll do me so i'm backing away and hoping to get a touch on it and he just doesn't he's unlucky in the sense that he gets that touch that he needs but it's 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 not good it, it's 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 a touch that carries it beyond the goalkeeper as opposed to a block flies into the corner of the net but it's brilliant direct football from Schaffelberg. Like that's the one thing about him. He brought life into the game. You you spoke about Cowell. I, I think I think Schaffelberg running at players, Canada absorbing pressure. They always had an outlet ball while he was there to get on the break. We should mention though that um uh, Miazga before he deflects that in, he had the header off the corner with Sinclair tipped over the bar. I mean, that was a really yeah. good chance for the US too. Um yeah, and I thought that was it. I thought when Schaffelberg scored, I genuinely felt that was it. That was game over. I did too. And you start to think like, this is what happens with all the opportunities that the U S had that you don't take advantage of, uh, you know, like early in the second half, extra time, Buzio free opportunity in front of goal ball, just kind of falls to him, fires it right at St. Clair. Like you start thinking about these chances, like you just said, the Miazga header, you know, mm. there were chances. They were, there were chances for them that they just were not able to convert. And you start thinking about those and it's going to knock them out of a, of a tournament that you'd like to win in the quarterfinal stage until the 114th, Goal, 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 scrum in front, and it's Buzio stopped again. Like I guess he, he'll kind of get credit in some ways for making it happen, but he is he's it's saved again, but they're fortunate. Uh St. Clair that the save is directed right off of Scott Kennedy, who was in yep. front of uh Dane St. Clair defending, and it bounces right back in for the tying goal. And uh 
Cincinnati rejoices. America rejoices. It's 2-2. And uh, fun, I mean, a really a really fun moment for that one. I, John Strong in his call said, I don't care who, what did he say? I don't care who knocked it in. It's tied 2-2. I mean, I think that's probably how everyone felt. Like, just like, thank God, get it over the line and let's let's keep going here. Yeah, what was it? Was it John Motson who had that amazing bit of just like, uh, no, a lot of people thought John Matson when he commentated on England games was biased anyway, working for the British Broadcasting Corporation as he did. But was that he had some bit of commentary? Where were the Germans there? Well, frankly, who cares? Um, so I think that was a bit uh, like that from from John Strong. Yeah, it was an absolute mess of a goal. Um, and I actually felt sorry for Canada. I, f- I felt terrible for Scott Kennedy. He's just like, it comes back and he's just watching it going to the net. And he's like, nothing he can do. Yeah. And it's not really his fault. No, it was so bang Miserable. Bang. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is he in the wrong? Like, is he not where he should be? I don't, I wouldn't say that. I think it's just unlucky. Like sometimes, sometimes those things just happen. Sometimes uh, the ball hits you, Andrew. Yeah. And he's he unfortunately for him fell victim uh, to that tonight. And it brought this game to penalties where I think we're getting to a point now with Matt Turner. So I I shouldn't I haven't been able to verify this statistic just yet myself. But when the penalty shootout was over, I saw a tweet that was kind of going viral among U.S. soccer Twitter from Sumit stating that Matt Turner has now saved 14 of the 29 penalties he's faced in his career. Insane. Hashtag USMNT. Now, I don't know if that means he has literally saved them or they have stayed out. Like the third one tonight that didn't go across the line that gave the U.S. the win, it's not a save, but it was no, not a, a goal. Yeah, so I don't, I'd don't. i have to further dive into that stat to see exactly what it is. But, but that stat is it's shocking. It's incredible. And it's to a point now, J.J., where if you're Arsenal and you're in the FA Cup, and it's a game that goes to penalties. And Turner hasn't start. Let's say he's not starting the game, um, and it gets the penalties. Is he? Is Matt Turner? When you see a stat like that, is he reaching some kind of level where you have to, where you go that route of saving a substitution so you can get him out there for penalties? Uh, I, I'd have to go penalty by penalty, but um, like just for tonight, Fraser's penalty was poor. It was a good save. Vittoria's penalty was the same penalty. Vittoria scored on him and then decided to do the same penalty again, and he just read it. Uh, the penalty, uh, the Jamaican penalty by who was that that took it? Um, was about the worst penalty I've ever seen. It was Leon Bailey, right? Leon Bailey, yeah. So I'd have to go penalty for penalty through it, and I'm sure Arsenal would do the same. And I, how many of these would come up in US US men's national team games? Look, he's he's very good. He's a very good goalkeeper, as we know. Anyway, um, I'm I'm not. I don't know. I'd have to do more statistical analysis, Andrew. On that, I mean, how many? Like you say, it was a very poor, for all of those. You said they're very poor penalties. They how were many got, how many dreadful. guys saved saved great penalties? Like I think some Matt Turner talked afterwards because um, Jenny Taft asked him after the game how much of your research helped out with that, and he he said, "I to be honest, most of my research that I had done for penalties was on guys who were taken off, who were no longer out there eligible to shoot." So he, so said, he was, he said he was that he said I was kind of operating off of instinct. Um, and I do think there's something to that. I mean, a penalty can be made to look like a bad penalty if the goalkeeper has the right instincts. So I'll give yeah. him credit. Yeah, okay. Um he denied Vittoria, who tried to go down the middle. Then Brandon Vasquez stepped up and he sailed Oof. one way over the bar. Terrible. Terrible. Shocker. Yeah. Does uh, everything wrong. Leans back. The one thing you don't want to do is lean back. Definitely don't do that. Uh, or you want to be super confident. 
um, and he absolutely skies it. Yeah, not a not a great look there. So it was once again evened up, uh, but then Turner again another save. U.S. gets the leg from up, Fraser, yeah, and then ultimately a couple good penalties from the U.S. Jesus Ferreira maybe a little fortunate as uh, St. Clair got a, a fingertip on it. Knocked it into the net. Uh, Buzio's penalty was excellent, right into the top corner. Mm. Uh, very good from him. Um, but ultimately, it came down to Charles Andreas Berms. Uh, Charles Andreas Berms penalty, and he rattled the bar. It stays out, and that's that. The U.S. advance uh, at USMNT only tweeted afterwards the first USMNT goalkeeper to save multiple shots in a penalty shootout in 21 years. That was Matt Turner tonight. Can you remember who that last one would have been? Uh, multiple penalties in a penalty shootout. 21 years ago. No. It was Casey Keller, also against Canada in 2002. Um, Ethan Horvath only saved one, wasn't it, right? Uh, yeah. In the Nations League final, wasn't it? Yeah, but that wasn't a penalty shootout, right? That no, was just it wasn't. Mexico it was, was awarded a late penalty. Yeah, you're right. It was just deep, a penalty. It was a regular penalty. Time. Yeah, deep in extra time. Um. And so the U.S., they win. They advance uh, 2-2, 3-2 on penalties. And, you know, something I was wondering about that they mentioned on the broadcast, like right now it's fun to celebrate, but there's another game. This was only the quarterfinal. Um, Super emotional game, physical game, and now short turnaround as the U.S. will take on Panama on Wednesday out in San Diego. So they got to travel sort of across the country, a little more than halfway across the country to get out for that one. That put any put the U.S. in any sort of uh, disadvantage. One fewer day rest, coming off of a a game, 120 minutes, emotional game like that. I mean, potentially, but I think they'll be okay. I think they should be okay. Um, yeah, it is a quick turnaround though. It it it's enough though. It's it's enough time. They'll be all right. Well, we'll see. Um... I don't know. It depends. I'm not involved in the load management. That's the that's the medical staff. They'll know better than me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, look this. To kind of go back to some of what you were saying in the beginning, I don't think I, I can't take any of these games for granted at this point. Like I don't. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I don't. I think it'll be tough. I think this will be a tough challenge for the U.S. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, we've got a little bit more here, JJ. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind everybody, as always, support for Caught Offside is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. So join over 8 million men worldwide. I wonder what that number's at now. I've been saying 8 million men worldwide, but since we've been doing these ads, i got to believe it's over 10 million now. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Eight, over... Over 10 million. Wow. Has that to is, be. That's huge confidence. I got I mean, it's been a couple months with this podcast promoting it. I, I, it's just... It's a, it's a given. Uh, worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code caught offside at manscaped.com. Um, I used the travel bag. I, I had an overnight in the city last night. I was at a wedding and I stayed overnight in the city and I used the, uh, I used the little travel bag. That how they did provide. you, tra- how did you find the travel bag, Andrew? It was, it was wonderful. Did the job, everything I needed fit. I was very pleased with the travel bag. And just, like, this, just like with this? all the other ancillary products that that's part of this, the boxers, uh, all of those. Like that's not what you're in it for, but like the little bells and whistles that they provide, in addition to the the actual manscaper, the lawnmower, it, it makes it nice. 
It does. It does. No, I honestly, the the whole package, pardon the pun, is absolutely fantastic. I've uh, I've never had so much enjoyment in keeping downstairs in uh, in good order. What uh, what, what state was... are you up to? Um, I am beginning Georgia, Georgia. Okay. But I need to let it grow a little bit. I've been pruning too much. So yeah, uh, that's true. I guess. Yeah. I need, to, need time. I need to let uh, a certain amount of growth happen uh, before I can uh, get back to it with the Manscaped, Manscaped tools. Um, what wedding were you at? Uh, our mutual friend, Peter Rosenberg. We, his should, wedding. we should give him our congratulations. Oh, man. It was, I'm so happy for him. Um, his wife, Natalie, is awesome. And the wedding was incredible. It was a super fun wedding. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was Didn't great get night. the invite. Did not. I was on the first reserve list. Uh, is... I'm in no position to comment on any of this. Well, know. no, you're closer to him. Obviously, you've spent all those sure. man man hours working with him as a producer, as the senior producer on the Michael K show. I I don't have that um those hours uh, logged. I guess um but uh, but me and Peter get on well, and I like him a lot. Um, and uh, I I haven't met Natalie. Because I think they started dating. Let's well, see. That's tough, right there. To yeah, get to get the invite to a wedding when you haven't yeah. met one of the two main characters. It's tr- it's, it's very very it's very very tricky to do that. And I mean, she was so. I think she was supposed to hang out with us once when we went for dinner, and she never. She she uh, she just literally dropped Peter off. I think, and and left. Um, and I think they started dating in or around COVID. So that yeah, kind of during. During COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I never got a chance to meet her. So it is. I mean, it just it just made it harder for me. I wanted desperately to be there. <laughs> is is what I'm trying to get at. Like way more than any wedding I've been at recently. Wow, what an insult! What a horrible insult <laughs> to the weddings you've been invited to recently. <laughs> no, RJ, 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 and Angie's was awesome. That oh, was an man, awesome yeah. wedding. Yeah, that, that was. was they just, they just had a baby. Did we congratulate them for that? RJ and Angie, Mr. Tots. Yeah. Oh God, he's a dad now amazing um yeah and he's uh yeah my kid and his kid they're gonna grow up together and have play dates and stuff i would imagine unless there's yeah they're probably separated by what like a week two weeks a couple of weeks yeah a few weeks that's all i because i know rj and i know Ange, i know the quality of the people that their boy child please god and his blessed mother will be allowed knock on my door to take my daughter out should should he want to okay that that will be allowed yeah um, I should say too. I, I don't know if what... Luke. If Luke came knocking, I I would. I tell everybody, be quiet. Don't move a muscle. That is hope... so mean. He's just such hope... a sweet, fun kid. I can't believe you would say something so. Hurtful oh my to god! Me. He would turn up to ask my daughter out in uh, what? What is it like a a, a Toyota Celica? Um, a nineteen ninety one Celica, <laughs> and he'd be smoking a cigarette. This is no, 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 <laughs> and he'd be blaring um very poor Eastern European house music. He does love that. That is his favorite genre of music. Uh, you, I, you, I got him, you got him he's pegged got, there. He, he's going to be a great kid. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. He's do that. such a fun kid. I, I God, I love him. I just love him. Um, I, I don't know what stories are are allowed to be told. I don't know what's out of school or what's not. I'm guessing this will be told at some point. But one of the th- this wedding, like there were, it was just a fun really fun wedding just that it's like on a baseline level like the people there you know were great and like the da- everybody was up dancing the food was awesome the venue was insane um but like then there were things about it that made it 
the next level of memorable. Like at one point early in the wedding, I couldn't exactly tell what was being said because like we were talking a little bit at our table. We were sort of in the back. It was kind of hard to hear. But Peter got up to speak and like he was talking for briefly. And then he said something to the effect of like, but you don't want to hear from me. How about Jim Jones? And like the rapper, (laughs) like Jim Jones comes out from behind and like raps. Like everybody was gathered around the dance. We're watching him like, play a set wow it was like it was unbelievable i was like this is this is wild uh funk master flex dj like the latter half of the party it was crazy so just like what a fun wedding and i'm so happy for them just yeah uh, i mean peter's connections in the wrestling world and also in the hip-hop world are are many and numerous so if anyone's going to pull out something like that it will be him um Jim yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like all that, all that stuff aside, all the, the trappings of fame or whatever. Beside, he's a he's a good guy. Who, Jim I'm, Jones? No, I Peter suppose. Rosenberg. Oh, oh, okay, I see. Hot ninety sevens, Peter Rosenberg. I see. Uh, but yeah, so congrats to them. All of this is to say that you can get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code caught offside at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Great, great wedding presents. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, you know, because oh, what a missed, what a missed opportunity. You would have given him the sample pack that Manscaped gave you. Just, you? just regifted a used, a used lawnmower. <laughs> well, I've seen know. how sturdy and durable those things are. Yeah. You just give it a good clean. Who would know? That's a good point. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Uh, so the U.S., like we said, advanced to the semifinals. It's gonna be Wednesday. Um, against Panama in San Diego. I believe it's the early game. Um, oh, joy upon joys. I believe it's the 7.30 kickoff, which means that's an 8 o'clock kickoff. 8.06. Oh. <laughs> Don't forget about those six minutes. <laughs> they're, they're the most important six minutes. Um, yeah, I believe it's the early kickoff. So uh, we'll, of course, have a pod uh, either in the immediacy or the next morning. You'll see it, but we'll we'll be all over that. We're in the business end now of this tournament semifinals Uh, before we get out, JJ, there was one other thing I did want to mention um, not quite so much game related, but since we last potted uh, we did a bunch of transfer rumors and some transfers that had happened. We, we kind of told you that the Pulisic move was going to happen. And sure enough, the next morning when you all woke up or sometime during the day it had. Yes. Uh, And so he is now an AC Milan player. And one thing to come from that, I think most of what I've seen from people on that have been pretty positive. Feels like a good move for him. He just, I think just the fact that he has, has escaped what was a terrible situation for him at Chelsea. It just, he just needed to get away from that club. There were some good moments there for him, certainly. Um, but I think his time there will be remembered probably more through a negative lens than a positive one. It just was hard for him to stay on the field, whether through, his own performance not being up to snuff or unfortunately more often than not through injury. Every time he really got going, it was undone with some kind of injury situation. And that it was, that was unfortunate, but he did have some big moments there. Of course, you remember the hat trick, the goal that he scored against Liverpool at Stanford bridge, the goal that he scored in the champions league semifinal um, for Chelsea against Real Madrid. I mean, there were definitely good moments there, but it was the right thing. He had to go. Now, where he had to go to seems to be up for some debate. I'm cool with it being AC Milan. I would have been happy with any prominent European club. AC Milan is the one it wound up being. Not everyone agrees. 
Uh, here, JJ, this is from on uh, FS1 the other day. Uh, Landon Donovan sharing his thoughts on Pulisic's move. But you know where uh, a bigger payday was looming for Christian Pulisic, Landon Donovan? Well, I think right here in MLS. And I know, Mo, you think I'm crazy. I get it. I don't it. think you're crazy. But bro, think of, let, me, let me just let me lay this out. So World Cup's coming in three years. This is once in a lifetime. He's going to be in the prime of his career, his life as a soccer player, his earning potential. I'm sure he's making plenty of money. But the ability to come to MLS, kind of like Messi did, I'm not so sure that wasn't a big reason for Messi, the World Cup coming here. And I think it would have been a great move, not just because my former team that I love, but the Galaxy to go out and get Christian and bring him here and pay whatever you have to pay him. Pay whatever you have to pay him. Bring a global, well, not a global, but an American superstar who has global recognition back to MLS ahead of the World Cup. I think it would have been a great move, and I can hear the Twitterverse going crazy and telling me I'm So the idiot, upside for Christian is, we obviously know the upside for MLS. Well, for here's my biggest thing. He needs to play, right? And I know we all said when he went to Chelsea, yeah, yeah, he's going to play. He's going to... He didn't play a lot, right? Especially last year. At Milan, I would think he's going to play a lot, but you just don't know. And right, so leading into the World Cup, what if he, he spends the last six months leading into 2026 like he did this year? Then what happens? Huh. MLS. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I I would strongly disagree with that, um, and I think Pulisic's team and Christian Pulisic himself would think no. Uh, the plan has been since I've been since he's been 15 years of age is to play in Europe at the highest level possible, and he's done that at Borussia Dortmund and Chelsea respectively. To continue doing that is exactly what's expected of him. MLS is not the highest level. Um, I hear what. Uh, Landy Cakes is saying in terms of well he might not play well you can't live your life like that no and as a European footballer he can't live his life saying well I can't go there because I might not play that would be a ridiculous way to um, you've got to back yourself Um, he's got to believe he's going to play at AC Milan I think he will play a lot more than he did at Chelsea now things can go wrong we understand that but just to cash your chips in and go back to MLS uh, because you'll definitely play, you'll run up a lot of scores, and there's a World Cup on the horizon. This logic is not good. Now, I wonder how much of it is projection, uh, because uh, Landon Donovan uh, went to Europe initially, and it did not work out well at all. He came back, went to uh, to MLS to play at LA Galaxy, and when you think of the years he played there, mid-2000s, much more formative years for MLS. Nowhere near the standard it is now. Um, and then he, he got the itch again. Everton gave him the opportunity to go. And he, on two separate loan stints, he proved to himself that he could play in European football because he was excellent for Everton. And the Premier League suited him. But um, I wonder, is there a little bit of projection? Well, I went back to MLS and I did this, you know. It's like all those people who tell you uh, after a while, after you're dating someone for a while, you should get married. Because that's what I did, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. Um, <laughs> and by the way, it, maybe it worked for Landon. I mean, he was a very good, uh, very good. He was an a great, a legendary U.S. men's national team figure. But did at you the not World think? Cup level. Did you not think, particularly after the first Everton stint, he should probably stay? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. I would yeah. have loved to have seen what that because, version of Landon Donovan's career would have been. Um, yeah. So uh, no, I. The plan for, for Pulisic has never been to play in MLS. No. Maybe to finish in MLS, maybe way down the line. Yeah. But ne- like, what not yet. Would... No. No. Um, I, I, I disagree with his with these comments on a couple levels. The first one that we haven't even mentioned yet, the first one being, 
It's 2023. All right. Landon Donovan is saying the basis of, of his of his belief that Pulisic should have come back to MLS is based around the 2026 World Cup. It's 2023. Yeah. That's in three years. Yeah. Like if you if you look, if you wanted to tell me two years from now it's going horribly at AC Milan and we've got a World Cup on the horizon, um and, and Pulisic's not playing there and his career has just gone in a direction that we weren't expecting. If you maybe want to tell me then. Okay, let's get this guy back to MLS so he can at least be playing regular football and in form or whatever for for this tournament in this country. I still don't know that I'll agree, but if you maybe I'll give you okay, loan him back. Let's do a let's start with a loan move and we'll go from there and see you know see if that helps. But like it's three years away. We're like we're already basing what moves the 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 most highly touted American player is going to be making based on a World Cup that doesn't occur for three more years. We're not punting on his European career just yet for a World Cup that's three years away. That's crazy to me. Like, no, absolutely not. And like the other thing, he's 24. Are are we really suggesting that it's already time to, for for him to stop testing himself against the highest caliber of opponent? Yeah, no. He's 24. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I guess it comes down to competing viewpoints again. Like. Because the World Cup's not for three years, all this is a moot point to me. But let's pretend that it was next summer. Like I would still say to you, like what is what is better for someone's development at that age before World Cup? Fighting for a spot in a top four league and playing in the Champions League, or playing consistently in a fine league, but not a league where he'll necessarily continue developing in what are some really formative years for him. Like to me, I will. For a player of his caliber, who only four years ago was sold to one of the world's biggest clubs in Chelsea for $73 million, like that's the caliber of player we're talking about. Like, I'll go with with the former. Fight for your spot in Syria and play Champions League football. I um there's there's a phrase, Andrew, and I wonder if it's if it's uh if it pertains to what we're talking about here. Um do do you have the the phrase out here where um if there's an article written in a newspaper, whether it be silly or salacious or maybe even not true the phrase is paper doesn't refuse ink hmm, no but i like it go on yeah it's a good one paper doesn't refuse ink so you read something okay all right um tv and social media doesn't refuse hot takes well landon even says in there that like i can already tell i can already hear twitter and he was right he got lambasted for it and rightly so um i i i, I think it was it's one of those that was poorly formed what was it stewie um stewie makes a joke and he goes and we're gonna that didn't land and we're going to go away and it was flawed from the beginning flawed from the ground up we're gonna go away and we'll get back to you um that is how i would i would view that take look and it's tough he's got a few minutes on sky beside the the take machine that is alexi lalas he's got an fs1 right a sky did i say sky (laughs) yeah FS1. Uh, you know, he's got Mo, Mo Edu is the, he's almost the ballast there. Well, he's the, I mean, Mo Edu, he vehemently disagreed. He was respectful, but he, yeah. you could tell he was just like, what, no. what, what, what are you saying right now? No, I, I know. But like I said, TV don't refuse take. Uh, just true. Like paper don't refuse ink. And, uh, and I suppose he's under pressure there because God knows what Alexi might say. Um, well, <laughs> But but I mean I guess if that's for well I don't believe that Landon just said that because he's trying to stir headlines like I think he I do think that he believes that 
Um, oh God, I, I I honestly think if we sat him down, right, two cups of coffee, no distractions, no phones, no 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 uh, no cameras, no recording equipment, Landon, do you think a player that's played for Chelsea? And has come on in the Champions League final for Chelsea and scored in the Champions League semi-final for Chelsea, who's had a difficult time there and is only 24, has only played in the top flight in Europe. Do you think he should go to MLS, Landon? And I honestly believe if he stopped and thought about the words that were spewing from his mind tank, he would uh, he would reconsider. I don't know. I guess it depends what you're what your ultimate goal is as a player. Like Landon seems to be very single-minded here that it's all about the 2026 World Cup. Right. Um, you know, Which it's not. It's, it's, no, it's not. It's about a guy's is, career. And, you know, that, that tournament, 20... I know we're excited about it. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's one month. It's probably actually longer than a month considering the amount of teams in it. But it's, yeah. that's it. That is it. But it's And it's three years away. Yeah, like, but, like, we just like, finished the last one. I feel like if Messi is building his the final stages of his career around one more, one more turn in a World Cup in his mid-30s, when he'll be in his late 30s for the World Cup, I can get that kind of long-term planning. Not a guy at 24. Crazy. Like, like I was trying to think of other examples of this. Clint Dempsey kind of did this. Like, he, he went back to MLS at a moment where I was like, what do you, no, Clint, like, stay in Europe. And he was 30. And that was yeah. one year. That was one year before the World Cup when he went back to Seattle. He went back to Seattle and then they loaned him to Fulham. So he was kind of like like doing both things. Um, and he, he was 30 and it was a year before. Like this is a guy who's 24 who had made a $73 million move a couple years ago. Um, and we're three years away. I, I don't know. I just, you know. Uh, maybe maybe we're never going to agree much. with him on it. Yeah, we've given this too much oxygen probably. Uh, I think just the right amount. I think <laughs> everything we do is exactly right. Um, JJ, that's about all I got for this one. I am so tired. Yeah, I um, see that. That's... I'm just super tired. The baby, uh, Roisin, had a bit of a rough night last night. Um, and uh, the, 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 the during the night, early morning feed went badly, went badly. Um, she drank her milk. We did our little dance around in, 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 the, in, the, in the quiet light, as the national would describe it. And I thought she was asleep and I put her down in the snow and she was not asleep. Can I give you some uh, some advice? One parent to another. Go ahead. Um, had a I mean, I've, I've felt this way for a long time, but had a, a bit of a run in tonight with um, colored sand. So it was a gift that was given to our my children, like yes. some kind of like sand that had been dyed red. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't some. In some world, this is a fun toy for them to play with. Oh, no. Uh, JJ, I, I would like you to learn from the mistakes that I have made in not having done this and proclaimed this earlier on. Uh, and you need to let everyone in your life know, if you give my children the gift of, of colored sand, or any sand for that matter, <laughs> or glitter, you're out of their lives. You're out of their lives completely. You're out. Uh, can I ask, Andrew, is that stuff everywhere, like radioactive uh, Luke material. Luke spilled it tonight oh, on our on a uh, white rug in our dining room. Oh jeez! And I like trying to get it out. Like it's it's hard enough to get sand out of oh. a rug, but then like also the red dye of the sand embedded into carpet fibers. I was just there for like half an hour trying to get this stuff out. Well, why didn't they just give your give Luke 
Hey, Luke, here's your present. What's my present? It's an open tin of red paint. Yeah. Well, just give them well, that. Th- that. By the way, that has also happened. And I feel that way about paint, too. But I know that that's, that's a tougher hill to die on because kids paint. Like, they just do. Well, I personally I personally believe they're just as happy if you give them a box of crayons. They're good. Or Play-Doh. Yeah. Like, paint is not necessary. But I, I don't die on that hill because kids, they finger paint. They do all that stuff. It's I did it as a kid. So, But I do feel that way. But sand and glitter, there's no re- no No kid needs to play with that. <laughs> JJ, if, if a parent or anybody, your parents, Darcy's parent, whoever, gives a gift at Christmas and it's sand, you say, to, oh, wow, that's so nice. You're out. You're out of their lives. Leave the house immediately. And if I see you around my kids again, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Those gifts are, there's no reason for it. All you're doing is making the lives of the parents that much harder. And life is, you know, it's great to have kids, but it's tough. It's a lot of work. You don't, need, op- not- you don't, need, you don't need additional obstacles thrown down for something that is already quite challenging. Let, let me, out of let their me, lives. Let me tell you something. Uh, I had this conversation tonight with someone. JJ is going to be honest with with people who are friends of his who are a little bit younger in their early to mid thirties who are thinking about having kids. He's going to be very very honest oh, with them. Oh no! Super honest. I love my daughter. I look forward to the beautiful times that are ahead. I feel a butt coming. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> not a. You could not pay me to do You're it. You're only a month in. I know. I'm six <laughs> weeks in. Not a chance. And I will be advising parents thusly. I hear. I will say this. You're not. You're at an amazing part. You're not quite at the fun parts yet. You're no. still in the just keep them alive. Just keep them alive. You're that part. It, you're not. You haven't really experienced the fun yet, where like they, they start smiling and laughing and like responding to you. And yeah, no, she's not. In, she's scowling at me. Yeah. She. I call her Senorita Crinkle Face. Okay, that's a, a very flattering nickname for her. Yeah, child. yeah, because she balls her face up at me when she's angry, or and and I've done something to displease the bald empress of my apartment. But I love her than other times then. So I am um, I've I've been trying to get her into some music. So today when I was feeding her, I put on Pearl Jam live from Washington, 1993. So it was a lot of the, you know, the verses out you know Pearl Jam, right? Of course. So, so a lot of uh, the stuff off verses, which I think is their best album. Um I think I think verses is amazing. And uh so I had that playing in the background. Uh, you know, she's not really responding to it, but I'm hoping by like osmosis it gets into her and she kind of enjoys it. Um, and then the day before I had her on my knees and I put on um, a live performance from like 1997 of Deftones. Um, and Darcy comes in and she goes, uh, what are you doing? Playing Deftones for the baby. And there's just this long sigh. The sigh of an exasperated woman. Like She was right. There is... There is nothing to be gained, only noise and disruption to play Deftones to a baby. Much as I love them. And again, it's me. It's just like this podcast where I dream up of a segment because I like, you know, something to do with the segment. I just project my own desires, wishes, interests onto other people. It's just what I do. That's all right. I have a joint playlist with a friend and the amount of times I've tried and the, 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 the vibe of the playlist is not is certainly not dance music. The amount of times I've tried to put dance music into it just because I am overbearing. And I'm tired now. It's interesting that you go verses over 10. I mean, look, it's music, so it's everybody's own taste. But I mean, 10's got even flow, alive, Jeremy. Brilliant. Oh, br- like, uh, like when you think about it. Um. The body of work, like Pearl Jammer, 
I'm not going to say they're underrated because they're certainly no, not. No, I think everyone is quite aware with their greatness. Right, but if you were to look at other punk, or not punk, excuse me, grunge bands of that era who got like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of airplay as well, and they're nowhere close to what Pearl Jam are like. Uh, look, like, like, so versus Leash, Daughter, Animal. Animal, if you want to get out of bed in the morning and just attack the day, put Animal on. Uh, a go, brilliant song, glorified G, fantastic. Um, you're right, 10 is very good though. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're all their albums are great, that's that's why they're a great band. Um, like I said, don't have much else, JJ. We'll be back with you. You'll either see it late, super late Wednesday night, or early Thursday morning as we uh, uh will recap the U.S. and Panama in the semifinals of the Gold Cup. Um, you got anything else? No, man, I'm I'm spent. I, I need to go to bed now and, and rest, and hopefully tonight's feed goes better. Godspeed. Uh, and that, that sand advice, by the way, it was to you, but it's also to all of you out there listening. I don't know if any of you have like a birthday party coming up and you have the sand kid in the closet. Return it now before it's too late. I'm Some telling you, si- the, other, the parents of the kid that you're going to give it to, they don't want it. They're too polite. They don't want it. Some psycho is going to turn up with a dump truck worth of red sand and just dump it in front of your house. (laughs) Oh, please, God, don't. JJ, to you I say... Check you later, fun boy. I'll see you. Take care. You've been listening to the Caught Offside Soccer Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.